All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of I Can Do This All Day. I'm Dan, the part-time Avenger, and that is Mark, the resident Jedi. Hello there. Today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're taking a little deviation from our normal, um, I'll call it nerdscape. Of, of movie references, right? We did a little deviation. We did. We banked left to touch Top Gun and Maverick. And now, uh, due to sad recent events, uh, uh, we're recording this on uh, June 9th. Uh, we've decided we got into a little bit of a discussion. We said we can't talk and not have microphones around anymore. That's just a waste of time. Um, we, we With Ray Liotta's passing, RIP, uh, we decided that we both enjoy gangster movies so we do a, a top five gangster movies a ray liotta tribute if you will given ray liotta is not in all of these movies i'm sure and i'm sure that we'll argue the value of his performance in the one movie that we both know is on both of our lists and he's in it but um i, I just thought it would be it'd be a fun topic and who doesn't love a good gangster movie i mean come on so i just want to chime in really quick um i used to think that i was really into gangster movies but actually doing the research as to what movies i watched i think i only watched a, a small handful of them so i was like super jazzed about this uh, episode and i was like all right great i'm gonna have so many on this list but came into a problem as to well what do you consider a gangster movie because i put in gangster movie in google and there were some titles that just did not make sense to me so i think we're going to discuss that right now yeah no i i think that's good so talk to me about the titles that popped up for you and what threw you wrong we'll kind of circle around how we both landed on this is a gangster movie or this isn't so the first one that popped up that it makes sense on paper was smoking aces which also starred ray liotta star-studded cast um really like that movie but i was just thinking like wait a second like this doesn't no this doesn't fall under gangster movies but sure enough there's a lot of as you would say uh, a lot of organized crime in that in that film and uh it wasn't all american organized crime i mean they were going international on this bitch so uh, that was the big one. And then it opened up like a floodgate of things. Like, what were some of the titles that you saw that you may have thought like, hmm, maybe this is a gangster movie or yes, it is. When I was doing some research and I, I'll check myself, like I'll have my idea, then I'll just go to the lists, right? And not copy them, but just be like, did I forget anything? And there was a bunch of like um, Japanese movies about like Japanese gangsters, which I'm like, I haven't watched them. They haven't even touched my zeitgeist respect to them luckily this podcast only about our opinions not about really facts um but there was a lot of older movies black and white movies meh gangster movies as i call them and i mean you know i i they're off the great movie ride and they're off my list too like uh, no thank you uh, i enjoy a good bogart movie but i'm not about the old scarface i'm about the new scarface right. so when you say old scarface you're talking about like what 1939 type of movies or, or what yeah i think that was some 39 38 uh, that, that something like that but yeah that one the one they called scarface that was nothing like the al pacino movie okay got it understood so 
I just thought, you know, when I heard gangster movies and, and that's or, or like, you know, I just um, immediately think mob. And when I think mob or mafia, I think Italian. That's the only thing that pops up. But you bring up a good point. Like you said, like Japanese gangster movies. I mean, that then that made me think of like Sean Connery and is a Wesley Snipes and uh, Rising Sun. Like what what fucking movies? Like, I, I don't know which ones to pick and which ones would really rank on my list. I think I have to go with what logically makes sense to me is that they're all like the Italian American type of gangster movies. But there is one that I have on my list that is flat out gangster, but it doesn't necessarily state that they're like, you know, Italian mafia. So I don't, I don't know. What, what else do you think about that market? So when I was going through this and I argued with my wife a little bit about it, like not argued, debated, talked, whatever, because the, 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 the heavy demarcation line is right. Is it a heist movie or a gangster movie? Right? Like I'm like, well, is the Italian job a gangster movie? Because that movie's amazing. The original and the new one, both of them are wonderful, but they're more heist because the good guys are doing it. Ocean's 11, 12, 13, 27. All of those aren't gangster movies. They're heist movies. The demarcation for me is the Tarantino verse. You've got your Pulp Fiction. You've got your, your, your Reservoir Dogs. You've got your Jackie Brown. All of them have a negative, like, bad guy organized crime element to them that leads the the progression of the plot. That's a gangster movie to me. And that's what I used as my measurement. And I'm sad to say it's like this close to putting Pulp Fiction on my list. It's one of my honorable mentions that we'll get to later. Uh, Spoilers. But in general... um, yeah, that, that's how I kind of picked the, the definition. That's where I, 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 I made my mark. Okay, so even if, I'm not saying, I don't know why I'm bringing this up because they're not on my list anyways, but what if it was like a good guy as an antagonist, whether it was like a cop or something like that, but then obviously they're going up against the mafia. And there's one that is like kind of teetering on my list right now. Like if you give me the green light on that, I think I'm going to put it on. I mean, I'll give you the green light if you can make a case for it. Really? This is just for, for you, for me. I, I think that if, if I know the people that listen to this podcast, they've probably seen most of these, but I think it's fun to debate where they sit, where some of the good parts are. And, you know, I, I, I'm excited to actually look at um, more of a, a non-arbitrary Dan and Mark measurement. Um, since we talk about Rotten Tomatoes so much, I'm interested to see how Rotten Tomatoes judges our lists a little bit not that i give much to uh, credence to them in the past but uh, just in general i think it's interesting to see how it ranks so uh, why don't you lead the charge on this um this is your brainchild let's uh let's get into some dirty business here all right so um again so many so many gangster movies um so many great ones out there and to pick a number five was definitely difficult. So I had to make sure that there were at least some gangster movie guys in it, like De Niro. Um, But my number five is the 1987 classic Chicago gangster movie, The Untouchable. Oh, my God. Connery, Costner, De Niro. I mean, Andy Garcia's even in this. Let's go. 
So great pick. And um, that actually it was teetering if it was going to make my list. Um, so I am not going to put that on my list, but I, I will talk plenty about that. So yeah, great movie. However, shitty soundtrack. You know, I think like as a whole, um, and I get the whole era and, and the music, they were trying to kind of replicate that, but not the best music. I think if they redid the score now, it would be fucking phenomenal. But I don't think they do it the same, though. De Palma traditionally doesn't have good soundtracks. Another gangster movie, Scarface, the Al Pacino one, um, has a terrible soundtrack as well. It's just the director doesn't put a lot of budget into sound. But this movie for me and the why behind it making my number five and spoilers, it bumped Scarface from number five because I just feel like this is more classic. It hits Chicago so hard, which, you know, near and dear homeboy in that regard. And I feel like this from a rewatchability perspective, I could watch this a ton and have watched it a bunch. Like um, I don't remember the first time I've seen it, but I, it's one of those movies where I'm like, Oh shit, that's the untouchables. I'll totally watch it. Like there's parts in Scarface where it gets a little slow and you're like, meh, this kind of goes pretty well. It, it, it stays consistent. And I mean, you, you, it doesn't get better than Conry and Costner. I, I just, you know, it's almost an Indiana Jones movie. So I really dig this movie as well, too. And one thing that really stood out to me is when Sean Connery gets gunned down. So that was the first time I'd ever seen Sean Connery die. And so it was one of those things where it was like, whoa, they fucking shot James Bond, man. Just like he's sitting there bleeding and like he could hardly talk. You know, he's like just riddled with bullet holes and James Bond is sitting there dying. And so I was thinking like, whoa, this movie hit for sure. And I think I was probably around the age of seven or eight when I saw the movie. And so, of course, that type of scene where someone gets gunned down can certainly leave an impression on an eight year old. But, hey, it's all it's all movie magic. Right? You'd already seen Terminator. It was fine. It true. Was fine. True. But he, but the Terminator got back up. That's the difference. <laughs> so he got he got oh, back man. up when he got gunned down. But uh yeah, um, overall, I, I was just, it was, I think that actually started my whole fascination with uh, tragedy in film. And it's like, well, wait a second. Why did he, why did they kill him? He's, he's a good guy. And I was still trying to understand the whole concept of everything because I hadn't seen too many movies where the good guy actually dies or one of the good guys. And so it was uh, interesting for me. And I definitely thought it was going to be like, okay, well, I need to watch this more to kind of understand everything. And so then I, I kind of went down the whole Al Capone wormhole. And that started my whole fascination with like, in quotes, mob movies. And yeah, a great pick, man. Really, yeah, this really is great definitely, pick. I agree. This is a gateway. This is a gateway mob movie. Um, I think most of the ones in the top 10 are, but this is one of those that just kind of teaches you as a kid what the mafia was. This came out in 87 and it was available readily on VHS by the 90s when we were just grabbing stuff and watching it. Uh, I'm sure blockbusters ran out of a couple or uh, ran through a couple copies of this one during the day. 
uh, just to follow up on my promise of Rotten Tomatoes, 81% fresh, 89% audience score, solid scores, but uh, I think underrated because, again, man, so many great actors, so many solid performances. There's not like a bit of overacting in this movie. Like there are some mob movies where it's like, really, you needed to do that. This is just impeccable performance after impeccable performance in my eyes. Yeah. And the fact that it was, you had even like the accountant, um, was it Oscar Wallace uh, was, was the accountant. And, um, you know, he, he has like a badass moment and, and shotguns the hell out of some guys. Unfortunately, has an untimely death as well, too. So once again, kind of Spoiler. stirring up my fascination of like, why are the good guys losing? Like, why are they dying? I don't get it. But Stone and Elliot Ness end up on top for getting Capone for tax evasion. Love it. Love it. And then the syphilis. No. Yeah. So hard to follow, but what's your number five? So my number five might be a, a very unpopular pick, but this is more of a nostalgic type of pick for me. Um, and that is also starring with Andy Garcia known for kind of like the mob movies that he he was in for for a little period of time but a little movie called things to do in denver when you're dead so i don't know if you've seen this movie mark but uh this was something that my brother brought up to me and i just thought I was like what the hell is this movie gonna be about but it turns out i freaking love the movie so andy garcia is a, a former mobster and Christopher Walken is also in this movie. Christopher Walken is playing uh, almost like a, a paraplegic. He's, he's confined to a wheelchair, but he's the head of like a, a crime family. And he calls on Andy Garcia, who's having like this really shitty business. He got out of the life and he calls on him like, I've got a job for you. You have to do this for me. It's almost like John Wick, except not John Wick. Uh, Andy Garcia is definitely not John Wick. But he's like the, the mastermind. He's called Jimmy the Saint. And so he grabs a crew of his old team. And some of the old crew is uh, Treat Williams, Christopher Lloyd. Um, oh, gosh, I can't remember the other two guys' names, but uh, very familiar faces. One Bill of them Nunn was and William Forsyth. Yeah, Forsyth, Forsyth. I don't know why, why I didn't remember that name, but uh, so that's part of his crew and uh, they fuck up the job and there's a little love story in there as well too, which I could have done without, but adds a nice little dynamic. Doesn't make it all completely much, uh, of a downer, but I love the fact that they got a, a guy who who's you think is really well put together, dresses well and everything. And you think like, okay, we're, we're going to get this guy and he's going to get his, his cool crew. He's going to assemble his crew, but they're all a bunch of fucking losers. Every single one of his crew uh, Forsyth is like living in um, like in air quotes, you know, typical white trash fill uh, with his like nine kids. And you've got Christopher Lloyd, who his, uh, they call him like a leper throughout the movie because his like toes and his fingers are falling off and he's running. He's a projectionist at a porno theater. And it, anyways, so everyone has a screw loser. Everyone is kind of down on their luck. And it's just like a different take on like, wow, 
this organized crime is certainly not organized. And this is probably the reason why those guys got out of the life, but they got pulled back into this mission. They botch it and they're all sentenced to death. And every single one of them ends up spoilers, of course, because you're watching the show or listening to the show is everyone gets fucking killed. So if you haven't watched it, um, check it out. It's definitely worth a, a watch. And it's just one of those things where you get to see some of those uh, recognizable actors in different types of roles and uh, a different take on a gangster movie. I honestly have not seen this movie, but I'm super interested now. It's it's totally 90s, number one, um, which is just... which is a lot for me. I love <laughs> 90s movies. So I just saw the Rotten Tomato score. It's 33 percent, man. It's but the audience is 72. It's um, I don't know if it was even a theatrical release. I saw it on home video. Uh, so oh. it, it was just one of those things where it was like, huh, I'll give this a shot. And, and, and you know what? I bet there are so many of those 90s movies that are bangers that we, you know, they were never released in theaters, but they became really big on video. So this it might not be, you know, the upper echelon of things, but I wanted to make this movie be known because probably not a lot of people watched it, but I figured, you know, hey, here's my take on a gangster movie. I, I will say you just made me regret my number five. Not because <laughs> I would have picked this movie, but because um, there's another movie that I didn't think qualified. You know, I, it, again, we'll talk about our 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 our, uh, our honorable mentions or stuff we left off later. But yeah, I've got a movie that's similar to this that I'll, I'll talk about. But this okay. this looks good now. I'm like totally. I just I just added it to my to my watch list. So you can stream it somewhere for free for sure. It's oh, I like, better be able to. I can get it in the library. Like Tubi. <laughs> to be or something like that if you don't mind a few ads about uh erectile dysfunction or whatever else is on there so sneaking up on you everywhere I, I oh, guess. They, they must know my browsing history i guess i don't know <laughs> oh. oh for the record that's not a problem when's the last time you actually watched this movie though i just watched it a couple of days ago <laughs> so it was one of those things where it was just like you know what i haven't watched this movie in forever and um dude christopher walken is the fucking best and he is he is in everything oh there's another one. Oh man uh that may also made me think of another uh gangster movie that walken is in but i don't know I'll yeah no that. i gotta my, my honorable mention list might be as good as my top 10 list yeah all right anything else you want to say about this one no uh, man I'm, just check you it out told me on a movie to watch so i'm really excited check it out it's totally 90s uh if you love walken you're gonna love it and um, the cast just has a lot of uh, a lot of swagger and a lot of personality. That's for sure. I'm just looking at it. Buscemi's in it. Yeah. Bill Cobbs is in it. Who is in everything Don in the Shields 80s in and it, 90s? Yeah. No. This 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 is a this is a solid list. The only negative I can say about this is it's a Weinstein. But that I mean, one of my favorite movies are Weinstein. Sadly, <laughs> the critics' consensus um says just watch a tarantino movie instead and buy a warren zevon record while you're at it <laughs> is warren zevon big in this movie because that's huge points for me i mean i don't know i don't know for sure but, oh that's um, so great that is yeah. so great it, i can rent or buy it for 3.99 from apple tv we're in we're so in oh, oh yes 
All right. I hate to move on, but I think we got to, we yeah. got to keep it rolling. So my number four is kind of a standard that I fought with, but when you really like measure it up, if it's not on the list, it's disrespectful. Um, so, you know, uh, it's, uh, I, 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 somebody put a horse head in my bed. If I didn't at least add the Godfather to the list in general. So I think we're probably going to run into. We are, but that's la- okay. The next movies. I think we will probably have the same list. If the same four, I think so. I'm interested to see that. We can cross talk that. That's okay. fine. So yeah, so Godfather. Godfather for me, this is what I'll say about it. Cast. Amazing story gets you through all three movies. I honestly, because my wife hasn't seen this in series yet. We're actually watching a show on Paramount, Paramount Plus called The Offer. I'm missing an episode right now to record this. We're going to watch it tomorrow. There's two more left, and then I'm going to get her to go through the whole series. I'm excited because they recut Godfather 3, the death of Michael Corleone, but this is the one that launched the Corleones. Wait a second. Rewind that. So you're saying that they redid Godfather 3? Coppola recut it. Much like Stallone recut Rocky Four, Coppola went back, added some to the beginning, added something to the end, and recut. It's now called Coda, the death of Michael Corleone. Yeah, no, I'm interested. I, but I got to watch the first two in succession to get there. But the original Godfather was always my favorite Godfather movie. Godfather 2 is great and all, but man, something about starting in the Don's office and and um, Brando in this movie might be the best Brando that I enjoyed. I mean, I know he's been in some really amazing movies and he's a great actor, whatever. This is my favorite Brando. You see him as the Don and you see him with the fucking orange peel in his mouth playing with the kids. Um, it's, it's just such a great movie. And this show, The Offer, highly recommended because it it takes you through the the process about getting the movie made and just points out and, and shows more appreciation. Another small reason I was like, Oh yeah, we totally got to do a gangster movie podcast. I heard nothing but awesome things about that show. And I just canceled Paramount plus, you know, I just couldn't swing the four ninety nine a month, but it uh, looks like I'll have to pony up again. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's 100% worth it in my eyes. That's a good rental, you know. That's a like four ninety nine is a, a good rental. So it's like, all right, yeah, I'll take a month on. Yeah. To, to kind of once once that show is done, I'll resubscribe. That, that's and, how I do some streamings too, though, man. I'm with you. I'm with you 100. Um, percent So I do use it to try and get my kid to watch any Nickelodeon shows I used to like, but it doesn't work that well. Um, so Godfather uh, isn't one that you watch all the time, but it's always amazing when you watch it. And it's one that you can't, it's hard to pick it up in the middle because you normally end up in Sicily and you're like, oh, not this part. But like the rest of it is just so clean and amazing. But um, that one low piece, the Sicily piece is the reason that it's number four for me. Um, But 97 on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 98 audience score. I can't fight that. It's just a fucking great movie. So I was never, um, I was never a big Godfather person until 
college. So remember a, a few episodes ago when I was talking about the one college professor talking about Top Gun and you know the their mm-hmm. theories. Um, so we watched Godfather, the first Godfather, as part of our class. One of the best classes ever, man. Just watching the Godfather. I remember my film appreciation class too. It was pretty so great. good, so good. And um, that was we watched it. And as the, as he's going throughout, or I'm sorry, as we're watching the movie, he's going throughout like each scene and saying like, notice the camera panning left to the right. You know, that's natural movement. And then notice the lighting in this scene bright vibrant but then when you get into where you know he he brought up all the great points of like oh from a directorial standpoint this is awesome it's genius he's doing everything right it's like citizen kane except with you know modern times at the time so i thought like there was this newfound appreciation and uh, my dad was always into the Godfather. My brother was like big into the Godfather as well too. And I just never, I never understood it because I was so young. And then I, I got it because someone explained it to me. You know, it wasn't just like, why did they shoot that guy? You know, like what, what's so funny about that scene? You know, uh, once again, I'm, I was way too young to be watching it, and I was more interested in Tommy guns and shotguns than the actual plot points so um funny enough one of my favorite scenes is when when michael's house gets shot or wait maybe that's two i'm thinking i'm thinking two now my mistake but uh when sunny gets shot in the first one i'm thinking like whoa badass but then at the same time i was thinking like wait why did they kill him he's a good guy in the organized Ah. crime family (laughs) so yeah the the hothead you know the cast of that movie too duvall it is so good in all of these movies. Khan in this one. Pacino is is a revelation, right? It's his first big movie. Like almost unrecognizable. Brando. Oh, yeah. Completely to now. Yeah. To think that Michael Corleone is fucking Tony Montana is insane. It's racially insane. insensitive. <laughs> <Not> completely. <laughs> very much so. But it's 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 like a completely different person. It is so good. I, I again love 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 it. And um yeah, no. The the first Godfather movie is the best gangster movie without Robert De Niro for sure. No, I'm kidding. There's there's one higher on my list, but this this is an amazing movie. Amazing. And you knowing this that I just heard, you need to spend that 499 because you will love the offer. It's it's the best thing I've seen Miles Teller in since Maverick. <laughs> it's like the only thing you've seen him in since Maverick. Oh man. Um, all right. So yeah. So Godfather one. Uh, I don't know if there's much else to say. It's a fucking masterpiece. Great flick. Uh, Coppola. I get it. Totally fucking genius. And there's a reason that he's so respected. I'd venture to say that your number three is going to be. A sequel to that? No, no, really, is not on the list. Interest? Oh my God, are you serious? The sequel is not on the list. Godfather Two is my number three. And What's your number four? Godfather One. Oh, so we match. Yeah, Yay. yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, Godfather Two ekes it out, and it's not because of, of the normal like, oh, two is the best because the Nero's in it. You know, yeah, blah, blah. it's not that. But 
um, yes, De Niro was a nice touch, but the fact that you were able to go into a backstory and it, it worked so well. Yes, the movie's a little bit longer, right? I can't remember what the runtime is. It's like three hours something, right? But um, very few movies can do a backstory that well and go in depth with making it seem completely relevant. Now, I have a new appreciation for that because of the fact that showing the kind of the foreshadowing of Fredo crying at the beginning when he's sick with pneumonia is like, oh, poor Fredo, he's weak. Mm, man, they really fucking call that one. You know, like history yeah. is uh, definitely a, a nice factor into it. But, you know, they always wanted something different for Michael. He was the war hero. He went off. He did. They didn't want him in the family business. Even his hothead brother, um, Sonny, did not want him in the business. And he gets fucking pissed when he says that he enlisted. And it just ruins everyone's days because, like, they're like, oh, man, he's just he's going to go get killed. He, he deserves better than this, but he shouldn't be in our family business. But, you know, he comes back and then all of a sudden it's just like uh, he's he's the guy. But everything is a complete opposite of how he does business compared to Vito, his father. And so it's just like, for me, it's like, holy shit. Like, yeah, everyone, you know, they loved Vito Corleone. Everyone fucking hated Michael. People hated Michael. His own wife hated Michael. His own sister hated him. His brother for sure fucking hated him. Tried to have him axed. So, um, once again, fascinated me as I was younger, but even when I got into college and I, that was funny enough, that movie was also another movie that we t uh, watched during our class in college, but masterfully done and so many intricate details. It was like Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones, all put into three hours and 20 minutes, which, hey man, I'm all for if I don't think Game of Thrones can do that, you know, and like granted Game of Thrones and they Godfather are a lot different, but still, man, I, I think, you know, I don't think anyone can do that in three hours and 20 minutes have that lush of a backstory and intricacies in their own uh, character development and everything. You're just like, oh, my God, you, you can watch it and you could pick up on something else each time. Yeah. This is just a case of me being odd in the movies I enjoy more than others, right? This is my Return of the Jedi over Empire Strikes Back moment where I pick one over two. Don't disrespect one by any means or two by any means. It's an amazing movie. Um, and I think that the anti Don Vito is the reason that this one rubs me weird. It should um, rub you weird, man. Yeah, like, it's, it's not it's, likable. No, and it's it's done so well. It's done so well. It's just such a good movie. Um, so I can't argue with it, but narrowing it down to five, like if I only had to watch five gangster movies from now on, I'll take the first one over the second one. Fair enough, man. I 96 Rotten Tomatoes, 97 audience score. So the world agrees with you. Yeah, you can't you can't miss. Just when you thought you lost good actors, though, with this, they throw De Niro in somehow like, oh, why not? Yeah. And it gets better. So it, it gets it gets good. 
maybe not better. The Sunny scene, the, 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 I thought that that Sunny was just having Sunny and having uh, Brando in it. Just that that uh, the cast just worked for me in the first one. It's just so tight. Uh, three for me is is Goodfellas. Um, it is a it is a different style of gangster movie from your from your Corleone movie. But I mean, who doesn't love the opening line of Goodfellas? Ever since I can remember, I've always wanted to be a gangster. Whenever I hear that, I immediately have to watch the entire movie. Um, love it. Love Pesci in it. Pesci may be underdog the best. Given this is Leota's show, it is the reason we know who Ray Leota is outside of Ray Kinsella's dad in, in Field of Dreams. Talk about a one-two punch of movies. That guy had a good two years. Field of Dreams, then bang. <laughs> Uh, Goodfellas, but this is for me. I just love Goodfellas, and will watch it repetitively. Um, it, it's it's one of those like oh, I want to want to gauge. I just put on Goodfellas. So there was one time on a work trip, I watched it two times in a row, <laughs> just because it was right. I was on back to back. I can't remember what network it was on. I'm I'm going to assume it was like TNT or some shit like that. But watched it back to back. You know, I was eating dinner the first time and then I was able at the end of it, it was like, oh, they're playing it again. I think I'll pay more attention to this time. <laughs> I like it. You can it eat while you're just those whatever. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's one of those where I've watched it a million times and I will. You know, I, I, I think the last time I watched it was not even like three months ago. And I've been trying to find time to watch it again since they, they you know, talked about Ray Liotta passing because it's just so good. Oh, good enough to watch twice in a row that's for it, sure for real i i agree 100 percent, and i probably would have done the same thing because it's just great you feel the whole movie you take the ride with henry um the uh, a close second to greatest mafia boss ever in a movie uh, uh to don Vito is his fat Pauly. i mean you get the scene they 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 copied godfather right where they're making the sauce and they're talking about, they're like, you know what? Our gangsters are going to make sauce too. And they're going to make every 20 to 27-year-old man in the world try it at least once. They're going to slice the garlic with the fucking razor blade. Act like you've never tried that. I'll call you a liar. Absolutely. And, and you know what? If you've ever watched the uh, Netflix show Chef, um, they do that multiple times. Favreau, John Favreau, multiple, like references it multiple times it's like you want me to cut the garlic like goodfellas goodfellas garlic and, and that's what he does he does it razor thin so it's it's awesome. awesome side note absolutely love the movie chef and the entire run of the series chef yeah favreau can do no wrong though favreau's gangster movie is not on this list just a, just a sidebar off of that like holy shit man such such a cool show um and, and cool movie i love the movie man it was so good. and my wife loved it as well too uh, it was one of those things where it's like yeah let's let's get a fucking food truck and uh and make this happen side note to the audience if we get five comments about you liking the movie chef or the show chef we will dig into an episode about chef yeah. and Send in, send a tweet to John Favreau asking him to join the show, which he will 
absolutely ignore. But we uh, will send it from I don't know, our Twitter handle. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars or the I Can Do This All Day podcast. I don't know, man. It I might mean, the be guy's got time for everything these days. Well, my number three is Casino. Casino. Oh, man. So De Niro as the lead. And, and you still have Joe Pesci. Um, just a really cool vibe for all those guys. Pesci plays the fucking psycho expertly and you like him you don't like him sharon stone did another great job and it was just it's such a complex story of how efficient and low can this pack of scumbags just work business and you know just because you got me thinking about food how many times have you eaten a blueberry muffin and have been pissed off with the amount of blueberries in it? You know, when I saw that in the movie, I was like, somebody's got it. Holy shit. Why doesn't anyone ever do this? The same amount of blueberries in each muffin. God damn it. Why don't they do that? I love it. I love it. It, (laughs) Scorsese can do no wrong when it comes to gangster movies, except the Irishman. Um, Yeah. It's a little long. You want to talk about Godfather two being long. Whoa. Whoa, yeah. was literally well? that that movie was actually written and made to make the full cross Atlantic flight from Ireland and take up the whole flight. Um, but now you're you're dead on with the cast of De Niro. I don't know which Pesci is scarier, Casino Pesci or Goodfellas Pesci, but Pesci's going to kill you regardless. I would venture to say that Casino Pesci is more dangerous because you could be his friend but he's he'll fuck you you know which pesci dies worse Ooh, i think he it you have to go goodfellas right where he thinks he's getting made yeah i don't know dude pesci in a hole with his dead brother getting buried in the desert you know what man like you live by the sword, you die by the sword. But when you think that you're in, you think that you're like, after all the years of fucking just kissing their ass and doing all the dirty work and beating the shit out of people, I'm in. I'm, I, I've got my boys too. I'm going to let them in on, on everything. Like I'm a made guy. And then you walk in and he doesn't even see it happen. That's the thing that sucks. Mm. All he hears is boom, goes to black. That's it. The question is, did they bury him with his shine box? Mm. Another great fucking scene in that movie. Frank Vincent in both movies, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, um, I got I have no complaints on Casino whatsoever, obviously. Sharon Stone, though, like, I just want to talk about her really quick. You know, I think this was after... This was after Basic Instinct, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, she was, but she was still, very, you know, she's still very attractive now, but um, she was still like a dime piece in Casino. And the fact that her character, you know, very much like uh, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Margaret Robbie and Wolf of Wall Street, you know, she's like, like, oh my God, I, I have to have her. She's just gorgeous. Gotta have her. 
and the fact that she just she can't get her shit together and she goes back to her pimp and then she goes to Pesci and then it's just so heartbreaking uh, in in a normal person's mind that like why does this happen and then you step back and it's like because all of these people are shitbags they are scum they're criminals so have at it like if you watch the movie in that perspective you're like oh yeah okay no problem you know scumbags are going to hang out with scumbags and you, you know like you you attract the people that you kind of act as so no i agree how it is i agree what does that say about us no but you're you're absolutely right after basic instinct 92 to 95 but i think this is one of the few female tortured soul characters you get in gangster movies like you look at the godfather tyler shire she's in the background they don't you know she's angry for a minute when they finally kill her asshole husband but in general right not a lot going on not a lot of female presence in your gangster movies and this well sharon stone i think in this movie is equal on footing to these guys she's going shot for shot with ace across the board she's hustling him out of money and giving it to to fucking james woods um in this movie right it's got to be james woods honestly casting again in this movie is why it's so amazing because of course james woods um, yeah. you know, but when you could get Don Rickles in a gangster movie and it's believable and awesome, Don Rickles is the most underrated performer in this movie because he's just like, yeah, and he's just the yes man. And it's <laughs> fucking Don Rickles. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, no, it's it, it is. And but you're right, though. I'm trying to think of like a, a strong female presence. And there really isn't that many. Now, Diane Keaton, you can say, yes, she's a female presence. Uh, strong. I mean, she yelled at Michael a couple of times and she took the kids, but this uh, isn't Annie Hall, dude. Calm down. Yeah, Calm I'm not. Down. I'm not saying that she was a strong female presence, but yeah, you're you're right. And, and Sharon Stone probably could pull it off. Now, Talia Shire could have pulled it off and she sort of does to a certain extent in the third movie, but she's more of like this, the laid back um, matron of the Corleone family, where it's just like, yep, you know, I've gone through. Some, hey, they killed my husband, you know. I'm here. <laughs> Where else are you going to go? Yeah. No, I did. I agree. And, and this is one of those movies, you know, I don't know about you, but this is one for me that I can watch from any part of it and just yeah. enjoy it. Absolutely. And um, I, I would be remiss to say that if I don't see the blueberry scene, um, I will probably like, if they're playing it again, I'll probably stick around for the blueberry scene. Oh yeah, or at least well, at I the... like the beginning scene where they count, where they just go back into the room and show this guy's watching this guy and that guy's watching that guy, and it's just so great. All of the reasons you outline, no reason to dig deeper. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gives it a seventy-eight. The audience gives it a ninety-three. I uh, side more with the audience. Goodfellas got a ninety-six on Rotten T though, which technically means it should be ahead of this, but not for me. Casino over Goodfellas just because I love the Vegas angle of it. And this Pesci is scarier. He is. He is. What a fucker, man. Seriously. I, and because I had seen this, obviously, after uh, Goodfellas, but I was just like, I liked him so much in, in Goodfellas. Yeah. I don't like him as much here. And it, it was just one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm very 
attached to certain people as certain character types, right? Like, for example, Schwarzenegger, he's my action hero of all time, right? And That's shocking. Yeah. Um, I hate to see him in roles where he's weak or gets killed or die or anything like even like in terminator 2 i was like man they didn't have to kill him they could have had him stuck around but Bro, like he gave it's you one a of thumbs those... up it was okay yeah i can't think of any other movie where arnold dies um no there is there are some um they're not great movies but whatever uh but like you, you talk about like pesci where he's like oh man pesci's a badass and then he's a badass in this movie but he's you know there's such a 180 at certain points where it's like i don't like you i don't like you you're a piece of shit why are you you know stealing your your best friend's girl or that is shaking them down for money that's the turn scene for pesci is when he's giving her advice you shouldn't do that you should be nicer oh by the way yeah it's it's funny though funny though one of my buddies um he would always talk about like yeah you know, just a just a baller move. You know, just like just get her to give you a head. You know, like just you know, you could be in well, well, Joe Pesci. Just get her to give you a head. And he's like, he wanted to model his life after Joe Pesci. And that's he's short as well. And he yeah. wanted to find six foot blondes. Was that the thing? Um, yeah, but the, I mean, I wouldn't say that's the indicative factor. But, okay, it's yeah. some kind of indicative factor. It sounds like. Yeah. The other the other thing that I'll call out in this movie and in Goodfellas was the traveling scenes were amazing. Right. Like whether it's the car switching, whether it's the back and forth, whether it's I had to walk across the fucking golf course and go this way and turn that way. All that shit was so good in these movies. And I just loved it. They these unlike like like I said, um, uh, Scarface has that low scene. Um, or has some low parts. Godfather has the, the the Italy part that slows it down a little bit. This these movies go fast. They even go fast when you're moving places because yeah. they just keep going. I love both of them. What's your number two? What do you got? Um, no, my number two was um, Goodfellas. So I went from things to do in Denver when you're dead. Godfather one, Godfather two. Casino. I'm sorry. Casino was my number two. Casino was my number two. And then Goodfellas is my number one. So we did, we didn't miss one for you, did we? No, I because I started with the Untouchables. Yep. Then I went Goodfellas. Then I went Godfather one. Mm-hmm. I went Goodfellas. I went Casino as number two, which Casino was your number one. Um, no, Goodfellas, Goodfellas is, is my number one. My number one is newer the departed so uh, i'm i'm glad that you brought that up uh because it's a very good movie i don't know in my own opinion and i'm i'm not trying to be a hater or anything i I really don't know if it if it holds up as much now i am going to disclose this i'm not the biggest leo fan so I can understand that Leo to me is the least consequential actor in the entire movie. He he plays the main. Oh, he's great. Like it's a good, it's a good Leo performance. This is the one he should have won an Oscar for, but there were too many other amazing actors in this movie to do it. Right. But 
for me, Damon, you get you got the 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 under character, right? The guy that you you're like, oh, he's gonna be oh my god, he's so terrible. You got um Leo, who you know, whatever with Leo, uh, he did a good job in this movie. I think we're both anti-DiCaprio because of all the teen beat covers he did when we were in <laughs> our formative years. But Nicholson in this movie, I can't even. He's like, great. Might be one of my favorite Nicholson performances. But then you get Wahlberg. Wait, time out. What? Mark Wahlberg and great performance should never be in the same No, space. I said one of Nicholson's great performances. Okay. And then you get Wahlberg being all Boston. He just lets it all fucking out. Full asshole Wahlberg. Like, that's the Wahlberg I feel like walks around his house and talks to his family. Yeah. That's that's Marky Mark for real. You get um, Martin Sheen, who who is just amazing. You get Baldwin, who's great in this movie. And then the person who steals this movie for me is Vera. Uh, how do you say her last name? Farminga? Farminga. Farmiga. This is her, like, coming out party. And then she just gets to get crazy weird after that. But she, she, is, she balances Leo in this movie and is amazing. She is good. Uh, she's a very good actor. And, and like, so... Uh, and I get it with the whole Wahlberg thing. The perfect role for him. It's like, who else can we call? Who's yeah. from Boston? Oh, uh, the only the only Boston guy that they left out was John Krasinski. And I don't think he was famous yet. No, not even close to famous. But um... but everybody else, they got Martin Sheen. They got them all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those things where I... I liked it. I liked it. Um, I, I just don't know if, it, if it's still in that same caliber as the other movies. Um, and maybe it's just, it's, it's like the whole, almost like uh, they don't make them how they used to. You know, maybe that, that's my reasoning for it. I like the old type of gangster film. Um, not too old, but I think that's just mm-hmm. like the golden age of it. And it's right there. It's not a glorified mafia movie. It is a visceral, real-life experience through organized crime and heavy crime that I think just hits me weird. It, it Not weird, but just hits you like, oh, these guys are self-medicating to the nth degree because they're not cool. Like Joe Pesci just like, <laughs> like they're not doing that. They're fucking having panic attacks while going out on these things. They're not thinking about broads and booze. They're like, oh, my God, I'm in a like this such a good movie in that regard. And who hasn't said, are you, are you a cop? <laughs> so uh, all I could think of is just, you know, Wahlberg. Typically just, you know, when he says his lines, it's it's like he just ran a mile. He's always tired or like, you know, like. You know, it's it's so funny just hearing him say some of his lines like maybe, maybe not. Maybe go fuck yourself. You know, it's just like Wahlberg is just like he, it's just how he executes his lines. And just like um, I think Mark Wahlberg 
and maybe maybe I'm not. I'm just thinking people think he's a great actor, but he's not a great actor. No, he's just Mark Wahlberg. And I like his movies, some of them, like in his performances, they're funny or, you know, they're, you know, they are what they are. I liked him in this movie, but I just don't think of him as like the A-list. And so as you're going down the list, like you've got DiCaprio, Damon, Nicholson, <clears throat> Mark Wahlberg, like, oh, hold on a second. I can't. Well, let this you've also, you've also got to cough Alec Baldwin in there, too. Baldwin like, is, I enjoy Aldo shit, Baldwin. Man. Yeah, it's, he's I mean, he's a fantastic actor though. Historically, fantastic actor. Sure, I do enjoy certain... I do enjoy Hunt for Red October. This is one where where as we talk through, it's not just a mafia movie, it's it's a gangster movie, and this is just so hardcore. And you talk about and 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 for DiCaprio, like you're talking about uh, DiCaprio, for DiCaprio not to be standout because everybody's so strong and all of there's like six performances deep in this movie that are strong enough to just balance it um i'm i'm just i can't get enough of it and that's why it's my number one i could watch this from any point in the movie i have watched it back to back in the past for sure and this is one i can turn on anytime um but rotten tomatoes i think agrees more with you 90 percent with a 94 percent audience but that's Jack good. Nicholson scene where he's sneaks up behind him again with the picture of the oh. yeah. I mean, it, it's a good movie. So I own this movie, but I've watched it probably maybe three times, maybe, maybe. And uh, you know, I don't own the Godfather movies but I've streamed it multiple times. I've watched it on TV multiple times. Same thing with Casino, same thing with Goodfellas. Um, I feel like I can always find somewhere to watch it or stream it. But something about The Departed just didn't, it didn't stick to me. Um, Good movie. You know, if someone were to say like, hey, is The Departed good? Like, yeah, you should definitely watch it. But, you know, I I wouldn't have as much excitement in my voice compared to Goodfellas, Casino, The Godfathers. And, and you know what? I'm I've probably seen Godfather 3 more um, just because I was like, I, I need to try and figure out what went wrong. <laughs> so, Dude, hopefully the rewrite's good. We'll have to, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. If, yeah uh, sure. if both of us get a chance to see it. Um, all right. So we talked about how hard these were to pick. Honorable mentions. Stuff you had to leave off your top five. For me, I mentioned Scarface. I had to leave it off my top five. Let's talk about Scarface for a second. So Scarface, hot take, overrated. That is my 100% thought, overrated. However, um, and my old college roommate, if you're listening, Ryan, uh, there has been so much laughter during that movie so in the in the final shootout where tony goes tony montana on everyone with his with his little friend uh there's a spot in the movie where one of the guys comes up behind him and and tony throws him off of the little ledge and it's just the funniest sound where he's like "Ah, ah!" And, and we just 
die laughing every single time. There was no joke. We probably rewound it at least 15 times. Just almost pissed ourselves laughing. And, um, you know, there were tears in her eyes because we were laughing so hard. It's like, what? who the fuck was the sound editor or the, the stunt guy on that that decided to make that noise? But um, that was a good good memory from college of, of just rewinding on a DVD player, playing it over and over again. Ah, ah, and I, just, know what you're, I know the part you're talking about. That's isn't it ridiculous? Yeah, it's, it's terrible. So There's a ridiculous. lot of parts of this movie that just go a little slower. Um, For me, it was, it was outside of my top 10 solely because of rewatchability. It has aged really poorly. Like there's the goods, there's the bad guy scene, which can stand up to any of the movies on the list, right? There's the the scene where he goes and gets the woman. First you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the, I mean, it's just crazy. Like there's some great one-liners and pieces. If I could cut this movie with 30 minute highlight reel, I'd watch it over and over. But as the entirety of the film, it just couldn't break the top five for me, probably in the top 10. So the, one of the main reasons, and I'll, I'll we'll move on to the next one after this, is the reason why I think it's overrated and, and Pacino is overrated as that character is because someone else did that character better. And his name is Scott Hall, a professional wrestler. <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> he played as a character, Razor Ramon, in the WWF and WWE. And he did the character better. And it was just hilarious to me. You know why that wouldn't have worked, Chico? It's because he was too big to play Tony. Tony's supposed to be little, but with a big uh, gun. So, no, that's great. That is an amazing call out. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, Shout out to all the WWE fans. And, yeah, and all you Attitude Era now. fans out there. Or no, it's pre-Attitude Era? I don't even know. It's a little before. A little before. A little before. Um. Another movie that, that I wanted to put on the list, but I couldn't put it above the untouchables was Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction might be one of the best movies of the nineties. For sure. But from a gangster movie perspective, I couldn't fit it in. It's tough though. Cause is it the, so the two gangsters are three. If you count Marcellus Wallace. Yeah. Who doesn't yeah. like to be fucked. We found yes. that out when he met the gimp. And, um, I don't know, man. I think it's just, yeah, I mean, there's hitmen, right? But then you kind of open up the doors because, like, who else do hitmen work for? They have to work for some type of a fucking gangster, right? And that's one of the reasons why I would say I would not put that on the list. Um, I love the movie. Love the movie. I, I think it's just, it, it stands alone, right? It, it, it does. It's alone. very rogue. Yeah. It's very rogue. Same thing with Reservoir Dogs. I left the Tarantino verse out of it, though I would qualify them in the gangster movie perspective. They're they're so multifaceted as far as genre goes. Um, your do you have any you want to add? I have two movies to talk about that came to me because of one of your picks. Um, so one of them is not a good movie, uh, but the fact that it just once again brings up good feels is. Vin Diesel and Barry Pepper in Knock Around Guys. Wow. Such an awful, awful movie. Such a stupid movie. But the reason why is because 
you know, it, it's just so damn funny. It's so funny because Vin Diesel is this Jewish badass that has like the worst dialogue. If you thought there was like worse dialogue than some of the Fast and Furious movies, nope, you haven't seen Knockaround Guys. <laughs> so, uh, you know what I will say? James Gunn found the absolute best possible way to utilize Vin Diesel's talents. Was that a James Gunn movie? No, he got him to say only three oh, words oh, and the same you. three words, nothing else. Say. And it's been great. But yeah, no, I, I, I remember knock around guys being bad. Good. Yeah. That's I what just, it is. Yeah. It's exactly. It's bad. Bad. Good. Part but, of the reason, yeah. part of the reason why I liked it is because uh, Brian Koppelman and David Levine did that movie. And they also did a little movie called rounders. So um, I think there was just a little bit of connection and association there that I liked the dialogue, the banter, the way, way that the interacted with each other. Cause there were a bunch of, a bunch of friends and, and that's something that Koppelman and Levine did very well with both writing and directing, just really portraying friends in a, in a interesting light on, on film. I thought about rounders as a gangster movie, but, there's only gangsters in it. It's not a gangster movie. Yeah. But talk about an amazing movie. Love oh, it. Love, yeah. love, love it. Oh man. But so that's it, man. That's my list. <laughs> your 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 um your um things to do in Denver when you're dead. Uh uh being a like a terrible B movie reminded me of my all-time favorite B movie that technically is a gangster movie. Um came out in the 80s i don't know if it saw theaters but it was on video cassette like crazy rick moranis steve martin (gasps) my blue heaven the sequel to goodfellas so that was actually on my list of of titles um i left it off just because i was like okay well i mean i've got fucking knock around guys on there and things to do in denver when you're dead um i thought it would have been almost like uh like come on are you even taking this podcast seriously i'm upset remember when i had this face when you were we're talking about this i'm like how did i leave off my blue heaven i do like that movie uh it's so funny you know uh, steve martin um steve martin can do no wrong (laughs) that guy is talented and he's fucking hilarious um but yeah i love that movie and <laughs> i just remember every time still to this day uh i think in my head that like you know what i never use that steve martin line in that movie as i'm walking through the grocery store going down the frozen food aisle going up to some random woman and just say you shouldn't be in this aisle <laughs> you could melt all that stuff Ah, oh, so funny. So funny. Arugula. It's a oh, vegetable. <laughs> so ridiculous, man. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Oh, <sighs> I like it, like it a lot. It's a Thanksgiving movie, if you didn't know. It, it is. There are very few Thanksgiving movies. This is a Thanksgiving movie. On account of all the gangsters that went to America and then got kicked back out. So, all right, you just totally made me think of something else because you said Thanksgiving movie, and this is technically a gangster movie, um, and it does star Mark Wahlberg, and it's uh, four four brothers. 
You ever see uh, that movie? Oh, it, <clears throat> I like that movie actually. It's, it's a pretty funny. badass movie. It's it's it's, it's yeah. a good movie. Good sound, fantastic soundtrack, and um, I, I just I, I like that movie. And, and a few buddies that I used to work with, we'd always uh, we'd always quote it and everything. I, I'm not a big Wahlberg fan, but it had a, a very cool story, and the fact that they had these like four reject hoodlums getting in the middle of you know or trying to solve their uh stepmother's murder so yeah anyways that's it i got one more to throw your way and it's kind of an indie movie i don't think it ever it it says it hit the box office but it might have been for five minutes um you talked a bunch about walking and it reminded me of this movie, not because of Walken, but because of Chaz Palminteri, or Paul, however you say his name, that we left off many good gangster movies or mafia movies that include Chaz. Yeah. But Crazy Ricky Schroeder's in it, and Walken does a great Walken in this movie, talking about lions. But have you ever seen Pool Hall Junkies? Yes, that is a good movie. Ricky Schroeder was in that? Ricky Schroeder's the, uh, yeah, he's the, he's the professional pool player. Um, yeah, so I, I have seen that very good movie. It's been a while. It's been a very long time since I've seen that movie. But, man, there's a, an entire list of Walken. And, like, a majority of Walken's resume is probably him as a gangster. Um, and he shows up for five minutes in those movies sometimes. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, this movie, there's three four scenes with christopher walken and there it's just he anchors the movie in such a great way um not to sell it more but allison eastwood's in it um mm. you know for those of you that don't get enough of that and pre i don't know if it's pre or post um um the uh the the it's, it's after urban legend but michael rosenbaum is in it Rosenbaum, yeah. Yeah, Rosenbaum's pretty solid, I think. He's he's a funny guy. Rosenbaum has a podcast um, that he – it gets a little bit into the deeper side of things. It's actually called Inside of You, so that that wasn't an intentional plug for Michael Rosenbaum, but um, a lot of cool – Friend of the podcast, apparently. (laughs) A lot of cool guests that he has on there, some really cool um, interviews that he does with everyone, but yeah. Rosenbaum's awesome, man. That guy's mm. hilarious, um, underrated actor in my opinion. But he was yeah. also in Guardians of the Galaxy two as the the dude that looked like Iceman but wasn't Iceman. <laughs> so. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah, but that one was written, directed, and starred in by the same person, which you don't see very much anymore. But solid B movie. It had a five hundred and sixty two. Wait, what was the budget? That was the gross it made. So it didn't make any money. Um, but Pool Hall Junkies, kind of a, a, a rogue rogue mafia movie because a rogue gangster movie just because of Chaz. 33% Rotten Tomatoes. I think I've got your, your – I'm right on you with things to do in Denver. But 88% audience score, a great way to spend 90 minutes. But if I had to tell you to watch anything, I'd tell you to watch My Blue Heaven because it's such a joy. It is. It's, it's very fun. It's a very fun movie. Um, so I lied. You just made me think of another one uh, yes. that it's not. It's written by Tarantino, and I think it's uncredited, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but 
True Romance. I mean, would you consider that a gangster movie? It is uncredited, and I would. I'll put it in there. If if Pool Hall Junkies gets in, True Romance gets in. I mean, True Romance might even. It, it should crack my top five, but it, that things to do in Denver and you're dead. I I would like the whole like probably not a lot of people have seen this, so that's why I kind of like it. But True Romance, um, another fantastic movie with a star-studded cast. Brad Pitt is a fucking stupid stoner just hilarious and um tony soprano's in it man he's he's in it as well too walking uh, um along with dennis hopper the probably the best scene in that movie is between walking and dennis hopper yeah so. no i wouldn't i wouldn't disagree and i love how you're ignoring Iceman, gary oldman patricia arquette and christian slater a I rare mean, could... chris penn movie r.i.p yeah. tom sizemore r.i.p Wait, Sizemore's dead? I thought he was, didn't he? Well, his career's dead, but no. he's dead, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson's in this movie. Michael he Rappaport. Is. Like, yeah, it's a gangster movie. It is such a good and, movie. And Sizemore's since, not dead, by the way. Since we're since we're on a roll, Balky from Perfect Strangers is also in this movie. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Dude, this was a this is so much fun going into this this wormhole or rabbit hole of uh, gangster movies and, and, and kind of just talking about, you know, some of the, the side stuff here, but um, yeah. Anything else you got for us? Uh, along with Bronson, Bronson Pinchot, Mary, really uh, Mary Louise Ravencroft also in true romance. She's the maid in two and a half men. So you want to end on a high note. There you go. Watch it for the cast people. Because yeah. that's what we do. If the cast is people you like, it, you're going to like the movie. That's why Steve Martin can do no wrong. And that's why there's no bad Steve Martin movie. Mark, no, I think that's pretty much it, man. I had such a good time doing this. But as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a podcaster. Till next time, we will see you. And this has been another episode of I Can Do This All Day. As long as... Uh... Everybody can like and subscribe all day. Let's go. Comment we'll again for, for, for reviews on that other movie we talked about. Uh, interaction. Uh, and we'll, we'll hit up Favreau. Let's go. We'll see you next time, everyone. Peace.